Recent events involving the United Nations, the United States, Israel, and the Palestinians are setting the stage for the Great Tribulation and the Battle of Armageddon. Like the old song says, it won't be long and we'll be going home. We'll analyze these events and much more while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins and I'm with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Man, are you thankful it's Friday? I know I am. Not because I need a break from End Time Ministries. I got some stuff to do around my house, but I just need a weekend. It just sounds great. And so I know you guys look forward to the weekends as well. We'll have a lot of church across the weekend. It's just a great time. And then we'll be back in here on Monday. Next week, I wanted to announce I'll be up on uh, Jim Baker's program up in Branson, Missouri. I'll be up there next Friday. We'll be shooting a couple programs then. And next Monday night, I'll be participating in a Capitol Hill uh, prayer service. And I'll be speaking there for a couple hours. So I'll do all that besides doing radio and TV and magazines and everything else through the week. And it's just a blast. I love it. And I'm so thankful to be walking together with you guys through all of these end time events. I don't look at end time as uh, I'm scared to death and I can't sleep at night. That's not the way we do it. The Bible, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. How can you have a sound mind walking through the end time? Well, because, number one, I understand the prophecies of the Bible. I know what's coming, and I know what my job is throughout the end time. And that is to evangelize, evangelize, evangelize. And if all, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, His righteousness. All the rest of these things will be added unto you. So what I do is I have got, I've been born again. I made sure I'm ready to go. And I seek God's kingdom first. I put that first in my life. And God is always taking care of me. I've got faith in Him. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, without faith it's impossible to please God. So I've got faith and hope and trust in Jesus Christ that He will sustain me in the times just ahead. And I know He will. He always has and He always will. Very thankful for that. So uh, the number to reach me today again uh, is 1-877-363-8463. Today is open line. And I've got some open dialogue that I want to go through here. And then, you know, if we start getting calls, great. We'll go to the calls. But I want to go through a brief scenario because there are things happening in the United Nations, the United States, Israel, Palestine, setting the stage for the Great Tribulation and the Battle of Armageddon. If I don't get to it on today's program, because today's your day. Today's really the day for calls questions and answers, dialogue. And so um, we'll go into that. Uh, I'll go through this dialogue unless we get some calls. So let me give you a brief scenario of end time events that are coming. And if you want to get a, a piece of paper and a pen, write these things down. 
These are the things we're watching to happen from now until the second coming and beyond all the way to the great white throne. And I, I hope you all got to watch the lesson that I taught this week about uh, beyond the second coming because it's something that is, it perplexes people's mind. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not as concerned about beyond the second coming as I am what I do leading up to the second coming. <clears throat> because my goal right now in this life, I, I, I'm going to be raptured. I'm going to be with the Lord. I'm going to win as many people as I can to God. I'm going to help build the kingdom of God on this earth. And then my feet, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to obey the gospel. I'm going to do what I can to make sure my feet leave the ground when the Lord comes. And then beyond all that, I'll do whatever the Lord tells me to do. But I know some people are, their just mind is captivated by this, what happens beyond the second coming. And so I taught on that this week. I hope you all were able to watch that. It'll answer a lot of questions uh, for you. And it, it was a great lesson but man, I'm, I'm telling you another thing I'm working on, and then I've got a couple calls. We'll go to you guys. I'm working on an article, and I know I've taught this many times, but man, as I'm writing through this article, and I'm going to be showing this on Into the Age Plus, if you're subscribed to that. This is going to be one of the prophecy weekends coming up that Doug and Vince and I will be doing. And this is going to be a new DVD. And it's going to be Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. And I'm going through the different ways they're trying to implement socialism in our school system. And I've got an article coming out by um, Jonathan Copeland, who was on the air with me the day. He's writing an article for End Time Magazine on the socialistic indoctrination of our children in our schools. He's a high school history teacher here in America. And he is, he's saying, look, I'm, I'll show you guys all the way the indoctrination of our children. So I've got an article coming out on, in End Time Magazine on that. I'm putting out a, a DVD, a new DVD on that, the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. And so that's going to be coming out here very soon. But I'm telling you, as I'm going through all of these things, the way we went from the Millennium Development Goals into the Sustainable Development Goals, and now they're trying to push socialism in many different ways around the world. But really, most of the rest of the world is already pretty much conquered by socialism. It's mainly the United States is the last great hold out to that and the reason we have a globalist in the uh, as our president of the United States the reason he's trying to weaken America every aspect of America he's trying to bankrupt us and just not protect our borders and uh, uh, weaken our military and, and our our social structure everything the reason he's doing that is so we cannot impede the evil plans of the globalists that are trying to overtake America because he's a globalist. If you want to really know what's going on in America, that's it. And so it's a battle between conservatives that are trying to keep that from happening and globalists and socialists and communists that are trying to overthrow the United States. That's what's going on in America right now. The deep state, the establishment, all of them are involved in all of this. And so socialism has overtaken most of the world. We're one of the last great holdouts, and I hope it doesn't ever come here. And I, I don't believe it will, but man, are they pushing for it, guys. And so 
I'm, I'm going to put out, a, I've got a new DVD coming out. I'm almost done with it. And then we'll be putting out some stuff on Into the H Plus. It's going to be awesome. So we'll be going through all that. Okay, so I, I tell you what, you guys, I've got some calls. I'll be going to you straight after the break. I've got a break coming up here in just a few seconds. And then we'll be going straight to the calls. I've got almost a full bank of callers. Got a few spots open. The number to reach me, 877-363-8463. And then we'll go straight to the calls. Uh, God bless you all. And it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday, right? And uh, I'll be mentioning the tour right when we get back from the break. And then we'll go off into the calls. And so um, God bless each and every one of you. We pray for you guys daily. Pray for all of our partners, everybody that listens to us. We want to ask God to bless each and every one of you and help you along the way. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, just a quick um, announcement. We will be going to Israel on May 17th through the 28th. And I told you how quick it would fill up. Uh, we had, I made an announcement on Wednesday. And my wife and Brittany tells me they had a ton of people contact them about the tour. Once I made an announcement that you didn't have to be vaccinated to go, and people thought, well, hey, I, you know, we want to go now. So she had a ton of people contact them, and the thing is filling up. And the reason I keep talking about it is because April 4th, they'll turn in the names for the tickets. And so I can't wait all the way until May to do that. April 4th is when they ticket, and we've already got things reserved, the rooms and all that. So we want to make sure that you guys that want to go get in on that 
because it's going to, like I said, we've done this a million times and it's going to fill up very quick. And so don't wait till April 4th to call in and say, can I still get in? Because it, chances are you may not be able to. So make sure you get in on that. We went in October, totally safe. We had a blast and great spiritual experiences. We saw all the sites. There, and a lot of people didn't want to go because they thought COVID and nobody, you know, it's unsafe over there. It's not unsafe. I know there is some uprisings and things out in the West Bank going on. I'm very familiar with that. I follow that stuff every day. But it's very safe where we go. We're not going down into Ramallah and places like that. We're not going down into Gaza. We'll go down to the Dead Sea. We'll come right back up into Jerusalem and then we'll head north up to the the, the um, Sea of Galilee and Tiberias. So very safe. You guys will have a blast. Some people save their whole life just to go once. And so if you go, go with us. We'll do the prophecy portion. We'll do other biblical uh, perspectives. We'll do see all the sites. And what we've done on our tours is over the years, my father-in-law went 44 times, I think. And... When he first went, they would say, hey, Jesus stubbed his toe over here. Let's go see that. that you know, that, well, maybe this happened. Well, my father-in-law cut all that out, having been so many times. So on our tours right now, we cram as much of the most significant sites into every single day. So from morning till night, we'll cram everything in and then we'll feed you, send you to bed. We'll get right up the next morning and we'll go at it again. So you get a lot for your money. You really do. And the food's great. And, well, most of it's great, I should say. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, not all of it. And um, it's going to be a great time. Doug Norvell and his wife Tina are going to go this time in May. Myself and my wife Jana will go. You guys will have a great time. So call in, get a hold of them, and go with us. All right, let's go straight to the phones. Nick in South Carolina. God bless. Welcome to The End Time Show. God bless her. How are you doing today? Happy Friday. All right. You too, my friend. Just wanted to ask you something right quick. I've been meaning to ask you. The 144,000 um, evangelist Jews, are they going to be confined only to Israel and the Middle East, or are we actually going to see them in this hemisphere? So the 144,000 that will be saved, I know a lot of people say that they are evangelist Jews. I believe that they, the 144,000 is a remnant of Jews that will be saved in the end time. Some of them uh, will be saved prior to the second coming. Some of them will be saved after the second coming at the point where the Lord comes back, plants His feet upon Mount of Olives. It's just, the 144,000, just so everybody knows, is simply a remnant of Jews that will be part of the church in the end time. It's going to be a, uh, the, the end time church will be a Jewish Gentile church mixed, just like the early church was a Jewish Gentile church mixed. And so right. the, the 144,000, um, the Bible says in Zechariah, I will say the tents of Judah first are those that live out in the West Bank. That could be part of the 144,000 as well. So it's going to be a remnant of Jews that will be saved and could they travel over here? Possibly they could. I don't know if they'll, be, if they'll just stay in Israel, but some of them may come here. I mean, uh, you know, you never know. It's going to be, there's going to be some dicey situations going on right there in the very end, the Great Tribulation. The safest place for them would be right there in Israel proper. 
And so uh, they may stay there. Some of them may be in the United States. Uh, at this point, I don't know the specific location of them, Nick. Understood. Okay, okay. Yeah. I appreciate it anyway, sir. All right, my friend. Uh, God bless you. You have a great weekend. Let's go straight to Jorge in Virginia. God bless Jorge. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you, Larry. God bless you. Hey, quick question. Could the war in Ukraine be part or is the black horse, the terror seal? Yeah, so uh, that could it be fought in the... So we are in the time of the third seal now. And we, but we're, we're also actually in the time of all four seals, Jorge. And so let me explain to you and everybody what those are. And this, this will help to answer your question. The, the seals in Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8, are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The Bible says that there was a white horse and there was a rider that sat on him and then it gives clues about who that is, who that, that entity is. The white horse is Catholicism. And, well, if you go say, well, what are those? Are those physical horses? No, they're not. If you go back to Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, it tells us that these are the spirits that go forth from, from heaven before the whole earth. They control the ideologies of mankind in the end time when they're opened. So when you look at the four spirits and the colors that, are, that represent them, that depict them, the white horse in the end time, the white spirit is Catholicism. And the red horse is communism, socialism, the red spirit in the earth today, red Russia, red China. The black spirit is capitalism. And then the green spirit, the pale horse was, trans if you look in the Greek, it's green, chloros. It is the spirit of Islam in the world today. So those four spirits have been, uh, those four seals have been loosed for years. So the... Will the World War III, the Six Trumpet War, is that what you're asking? Will World War III happen? At the, oh, the, oh, I'm sorry, the Ukraine War. The Ukraine War certainly could happen during the time of the, the Black Horse or, and all the horses because those spirits have been loosed into the earth for many, many years now. So, yeah, the Ukraine War is happening now, so they, it certainly could happen during the time of those spirits, yes. Okay, because the reason I ask because part of the prophecy says that the weed or the barley, something like that, is going to be very inspecting to buy. Right. And since Ukraine is one of the providers, or, the, well, I think they used to provide most of the wheat yeah. in the world. Well, I had that, you know, that question in mind. Yeah. So that's a great observation. If you look at the, um, see now, hurt not, hurt not the oil and the wine, and as it goes down through the clues there, it's as if the clues, because we know that that spirit is capitalism, it's as if those clues are giving us a symbolic view of like a stock exchange report or something like that. And uh, because it's dealing with capitalism, remember, and those are the clues, clues that help us remember that and understand. So once you understand their spirits and the ideologies, the capitalistic spirit is, hey, uh, you know, everybody votes their pocketbook in a capitalistic society. Uh, businesses are produced and created to make a profit. And uh, you look at the stock exchange, you look at investments. It's a capitalistic society, the opposite of a communistic society. And so that's what the black spirit is about. It's not necessarily dealing with the wheat shortages and different things 
um, of the Ukrainian war. Uh, it's, this, it's a spirit. It's the spirit of capitalism in the earth today. I see. Okay. All right. Thank you, Nate. All right. God bless you, my friend. You have a great weekend. Let's go. Let's see. We're doing good on time. Let's go to Daniel in Arkansas. God bless Daniel. Welcome to the End Time Show. Uh, hello. On, on National Public Radio this week, it stated that Iran has exceeded 80% enrichment of uranium, yes. which can be weapons grade. Yes. And they said that the breakout to a nuclear weapons was about 14 days. Mm-hmm. Iran is, we know, a Russian ally. And Netanyahu knows, has threatened to attack Iran to eliminate any threat of a nuclear weapon. Yes. And Netanyahu is back in power. Do you expect Netanyahu to be a man of his word? Is he going to attack Iran now? Yes. So um, I'm following the story very closely, Daniel, because, and and I follow Debka file. Um, I understand NPR and their sources, but Debka file is boots on the ground with the IDF, which is the Israeli Defense Forces, they say that they have um, they have enriched uranium up to 84%. Now, 90% is weapons grade. They're up to 84% right now in nuclear uh, in uh, uranium that they've enriched, and they say that the breakout time is about 12 days now, which is about 12 to 14 days. Uh, it's neither here nor there. However. Israel has already in the past, over the past many years, they've bombed um, a a nuclear plant in Iran and one in Syria for their nuclear aspirations. And so would Netanyahu do that again? He absolutely would do that. I promise you. Now, you say, is he going to do it now? Um, That would be speculation on my part. If they're talking about it daily, They, they are in preparations because the United States also is not going to allow, even under the, the um, Biden administration, they're not going to allow Iran to get a nuclear weapon as well because Iran wants to destroy the United States and Israel and they're the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet, so they're not going to allow them to get a nuclear weapon. Um, Israel has now been brought under CENTCOM, which is a central command with the United States and Israel working hand-in-hand militarily in the Middle East. They have been um, practicing these bombing runs with um, refueling their planes in the air to be able to reach Iran should, should they decide to go ahead and bomb Iran and these nuclear weapons or in their nuclear aspirations. In my opinion, and I'm going to say capital O, opinion everybody, because I'm speculating here, but in this is one of the things, one of the main things going on in the world today that could lead to World War III. I understand Ukraine and Russia. I understand China and Taiwan. But if you, if you look, it looks like we have almost been at war with Iran for 40 years now, and it's never went away um, since the Ayatollahs took over. And... There are many people that believe we're already in a World War III. It just has not escalated to the point where it would lead to mass casualties. The other reason I say that is because in Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, the Bible says that the um, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates, 
for to kill the one third, um, the part of mankind. And so that's World War III. World War III, according to scripture, will emanate from the Euphrates River region. So I've watched that for years. My father-in-law watched it for decades. We watched Syria, Turkey, Iraq, Iran. And the, the, the num it, Iran's the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. They have nuclear bomb aspirations. That's not just for energy. And they, want, they would love to annihilate Israel and the United States. Israel nor the United States is ever going to allow that to happen to the point where we would engage them militarily. You brought up Russia and Iran, their alliance. Well, there's the Russia-China alliance with Iran that's been formed now. And should we go to war, I'm sure that would bring in Russia and China and they would come in to defend Iran. Now you're talking about World War III tomorrow morning. A totally different scenario than Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine is geopolitical. China and Taiwan is geopolitical. But with Iran, it is religious. It's a totally different mindset with Iran. They believe that they're doing the will of Allah to bomb us. They want to implement Sharia law globally. And so it's a totally different mindset with them. And Iran, nor or the United States and Israel will never allow that to happen. So I think that could be the implications of them going ahead and, and enriching up to 90%. You remember years ago when Netanyahu stood before the United Nations and he had the big picture of a bomb and he showed how uh, Iran, was, it was inching up. Well, they weren't anywhere near 84%. Now, when they get to 90%, they can produce a bomb. And so that's why NPR and IDEA, uh, the um, Debka file, Many places are reporting that they're only days from the breakout point where they could create a nuclear weapon, and that's why a lot of people are just watching this pensively saying, hey, this could lead to a World War III, and it absolutely could. It could be the Sixth Trumpet War in Revelation 9. Could be very soon. Yeah, in, in my opinion, absolutely. It's one of the next two things to occur on God's prophetic time clock, this war, if, if we're not already in the war, could break out at any time. And it would be much worse if the war was to kick off and bring in Russia and China and the United States. It would be much worse than the Russia-Ukraine situation. Because, but, but, but yeah, I mean... But Netanyahu thinks it's an existential threat to the state of Israel uh, yep. for them to have a nuclear weapon. Yeah, Israel is a one-bomb nation. You drop a bomb on Tel Aviv, and Israel's pretty much done. Most of the population centers are Haifa, Tel Aviv, mainly Tel Aviv, and Israel knows that. So they're never, and then the winds would blow off the Mediterranean right over into Jerusalem, which is about 45 minutes away. So they're never going to allow them to get a nuclear weapon, and um, Netanyahu knows this very well. He's a very seasoned politician but he's also a military man. He's never going to allow that to happen. So thank you for the call, Daniel. Great conversation. God bless you. You have a great weekend. All right, everybody, I got a full uh, bank of callers. We're going to go right back to the phones when we get back from the break. Don't forget our Israel tour. Call in, talk to my wife, Jana or Brittany, and get signed up quickly. God bless. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Right, everybody, welcome back, and uh, man, great call. That's the the World War III is something that I watch like a hawk. I watch that Middle East, all of my Israel news sources, everything I can get my hands on to make sure I know what's going on. And uh, the World War III thing, it's I know it's it it, it could be the next uh, prophecy on God's prophetic timeline. I can't prove scripturally which one happens first, World War III or the peace agreement. However, in my opinion, and again, this is speculation, World War III would happen first, and then on the heels of that, they would get Israel and the Palestinians to sign a peace agreement, and we would move off into a fully functioning world governing body. Again, that's opinion. The peace agreement could happen first, because the Bible doesn't tell us which one. I'm going off of uh, history, um, study, and you know, a, 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 an educated opinion, in my opinion the world war would happen first and then we'll move into a world governing body. So uh, let's go straight back to the phones. Let's go to Cheryl in Texas. God bless Cheryl. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you. God bless you, Dave. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. I have grown so much in my spiritual walk because of End Time Ministries and I've been following you all since about 2015 and I'm just so thankful for your ministry. Well, thank you. Uh, my question involves uh, the seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, and the seventh vial. Yes. And I know that the thunder, lightning, and an earthquake are all present in those three events. Yes. And I see how that represents the second coming of Jesus to earth. Mm -hmm. And we know Jesus only comes back once. Yes. But what scripture do you point to if someone still believes the, the seals and the trumpets and the vials happen in succession? So, in other words, you mean like they're in um, chronological order? Yes. Yeah. So I've, I've tried to explain about um, how they overlap and how the thunder, lightning, and earthquake yeah. are all present in all three. So that means that they do overlap each other. But yes. um, some people just don't seem to, to see that. And okay. the only thing I can think of is pointing them to the seventh trumpet yeah. and how it says that um, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And if the sixth bowl hasn't even, the, where the waters are dried up for, to make way for the kings of the east, yep. that 
kind of proves that. But I'm wondering yeah. if, if I'm missing something. Is there another? Yeah. So the, there's, there's actually there there's actually a really easy proof. The wrath of God only happens one time in the near future. The, there ha, the wrath of God has been poured out on individuals and people and uh, throughout history, throughout the Bible. However, the specific wrath of God where He will pour out the vials of the wrath of God, that's different. And that's different than the, the times before that. The time when the vials of the wrath of God will be poured out in the end time, that only happens one time in the near future, okay? Well, if you look in Revelation chapter 6, in the sixth seal, the Bible says, For the great day of His wrath has come. So you say, well, hold on a minute. That's clear over here in the sixth seal in Revelation 6 verse 17. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then jump over to Revelation chapter 11 and go all the way down to verse... Um, it says, go uh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 18. And this is under the seventh trumpet. And it says, And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come. Now, if somebody trying to prove that the seals, trumpets, and vials are all happened in chronological order, then the wrath of God is going to come twice. But it does not. It only happens once. But the sixth seal, the, the, um, the sixth and seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, in the seventh vial, they're all the same event. Okay? So the wrath of God happens at all of them because it's all the same event. The seals, trumpets, and vials, they all start at different times, but they end at the same event. The second coming and the battle of Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is when the wrath of God is poured out. So you're in Revelation 6:17, the wrath has come. Revelation 11:18, the wrath has come. Then go to, and I'll take you to another one. The, the, the simultaneous harvest. Go to Revelation 14. And it's a great question because um, you, people need to know. Because we do make the comment here that the book of Revelation not written in chronological order and everybody scratches their head and go, hold on a minute, I've been taught my whole life that the, that was written in chronological order. But it simply is not. You, under, have, you have to understand the segmentation and the, the um, structural element. So when you go to Revelation 14... Uh, 20. This is in the simultaneous harvest, which is another depiction of the wheat and the tares in Matthew 13. This is the end time harvest. The Bible says, um, I'm sorry, Revelation 14, 19. And the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. There it is again. And the winepress was trodden without the city. The blood came out of the winepress. When the Bible talks about the winepress of the wrath of God, that's the battle of Armageddon. That's when His wrath is going to be poured out. So that's Revelation 14, 19, and 20. And then when you go to Revelation 16, the Bible says in Revelation 16, verse 1, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seventh angel, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And so this is where the vials of the wrath of God is poured out. You go all the way down to the seventh vial, and it's the same thing as the sixth and seventh seal, the seventh trumpet, and the seventh vial. So the wrath of God is a conclusive proof. It only happens once, but it's mentioned many times throughout Revelation. You got okay, it, Cheryl? Yes. Yes, good. And I do understand that when... Okay. 
the Battle of Armageddon begins in Megiddo, up in the north. Yep. And makes its way down to Jerusalem. Yes. So is it End Time Ministries' opinion that, uh, according to Zechariah, Jesus has his feet touched down on the Mount of Olives, so he doesn't show up at the beginning of the battle, but at the end, when, when the armies of his enemy makes his way into Jerusalem. So I can tell you, it's not my opinion. I can give you scripture when he shows up. If you look at Revelation 16, 15. So many of the vials of the wrath of God have been poured out prior to Jesus Christ's return. Okay? Right. And when you get to Revelation 16, the Bible says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth, keepeth his garments, lest they walk naked and they see his shame. That's when the Lord comes back. And the, the battle of Armageddon has not been engaged yet because the sixth vial, or the sixth, um, yeah, the sixth vial of the wrath of God is when the great river Euphrates is dried up to make way for the kings of the east to come down and engage Israel at the battle of Armageddon. That's the sixth vial. So the seventh vial, again, is the, the second coming of Jesus Christ the Battle of Armageddon. Okay, perfect. I think yeah. I have it. Very good. All right. Uh, good Thank to you. talk to you, and God bless you. you all. You have a good weekend. Let's go to Deborah in Texas. God bless Deborah. Welcome to the End Time Show. Um, God bless, Dave. I, I wanted to find out. I heard something today that was interesting to me. I heard that all of the major banks in our country now are going woke and that um, if you contribute money to like the truckers fund and uh, other things you know like um, like the ACLJ and other things like that that they will close your bank accounts so that you cannot um, you know get your money or use use your money Um, they closed um, Donald Trump Jr.'s bank accounts because of who his father is. Right. So, uh, are you? What are you asking me specifically? Will they do it, or do they have the ability to? Had you heard anything about it? I heard it today on a different program. That's why I was asking. Okay. So at this point, any bank has the ability to close your account. That's why when I. Um, when I, when myself, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, who did this long before I did, uh, and many of us, when we heard that all of these smaller hometown banks were starting to be bought up by the big banks. Um, uh, it used to be in Richmond, Indiana, we, we had, uh, I think it was First National Bank, then it was bought by Bank One, J.P. Morgan, and then all these different things. All these big giant banks started buying up these smaller banks. We, when, we, when I moved to Texas, we went into um, credit unions. And I, the credit unions are still regulated, <clears throat> but I, I still felt a, a lot more comfortable being in a credit union than in one of these big giant woke banks because they've been woke for years. And so I went into that. Now, there may come a time when I would have to pull my money out of that. But at this point, to answer your question... Um, the banks can cut off your account now. We've had our bank, uh, we've had somebody um, give us a big um, 
deposit and we go to put it in there and they might hold our money for a while. And it's like, well, what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, you guys got to spell out a, a, a um, you got to fill out a, I'm trying to think of it, uh, what it's called. It's a, a something like a, ah, I can't, it's escaped me right now, but the, you got to fill something out when you, it, it's like a special, um, you know, uh, suspicious report. And oh, so okay. um, it, yeah. it's something, but it, the thing is, here's the thing, uh, banks, one of the things that I'm watching right now, and this, this would be something we all need to watch, is this central bank digital currencies that's wanting to be rolled out by the Federal Reserve. That is one of the number one things, and believe me, I follow this all the time, a central bank digital currency. The Bible says in Revelation 16, uh, Revelation 13, 16 through 18, that the Antichrist, the world governing body, will give everybody their own unique identification number, a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, without which they're not going to be able to buy or sell. It would be a way, a global system, where they could use a mark or your own unique identification number to economically sanction you. With these central bank digital currencies that they're wanting to roll out, they're making them programmable so that the, the, the Federal Reserve, the global banking system, would know what goes into your account. They would know exactly every penny that goes out of your account, what you're spending that money on, because everything will be, it's going to be electronic. They yeah. would be able to program those to say, well, we don't want you to buy a gas stove. We don't want you to be able to, uh, you, you know, buy gas anymore. We want you to buy an electrical vehicle. They can program those central bank digital currencies to say what you can spend your money on. We don't want you giving money to an end time ministries to help support their efforts to reach the world because they're a conservative uh, entity and we're already sanctioning them and uh, censoring them on YouTube and everything else. So we don't want you right. to give money to them. So the central bank digital currencies, we've got it programmed so you can't do that. So it all comes into banks canceling what um, the guy, I uh, can't remember his name, but Trudeau did up in with to the truckers in Canada. It all comes into the same thing. It's an element of control. Could, would it come to the point where the banks could do that? They absolutely could. And it, it might come to the point where they, where they will do that. What will we do at that point? I believe God's going to give us direction on what to do. At this point, I simply do not know. Okay, okay. I th yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just wanted to make one more comment. Yeah. You know, um, well, I, I, I'm coming up easy. to a break, Deborah. Hold over the break, and then we'll then we'll go from there. Okay. Appreciate it. God bless y'all. All right. God bless you. Um, well, uh, okay. So uh, hopefully she'll hold over. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Join the Israel trip. We're gonna have a great time. And man, I'm gonna go straight back to the phones when we get back. I'm try to get everybody before the end of the program. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider 
partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. everybody uh, again man I've got a full bank of callers we'll, we'll go uh, and again I say this all the time but if you can keep your questions short then I'll try to keep my answer short but some, sometimes that's impossible you guys just got to bear with me because there's no I can't give you half an answer so uh, I'm doing the best I can okay I'm, I'm, I'm rolling here uh, let's go to April in Texas God bless April welcome to the end time show April are you with me Okay, got a bad connection there, April. Um, hopefully you can get back in on the, on the queue here. Uh, I'm going to keep on moving because i got a lot of calls. Let's go to Jeff out in California. God bless Jeff. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, good, morning. Uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing tremendous, my friend. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. My question is, uh, I've heard you mention before about um, the world government, uh, more like uh, whenever they... Uh, roll out these attempts to try and get everyone scared with, you know, climate change and, you know, and all this different stuff. And I'm wondering um, if they were expecting uh, everyone to kind of submit this late in the game, or were they hoping for this, you know, for like a world government to be formed fully way early on? Because I know you can, uh, you know, when you kind of look at things, you can see where they've been conditioning people, and you know, in the, you know, with the the mindset, you know, for like kind of the Marxist ideologies, yeah. along, you know, uh, many years ago, yeah, you know, you can see through film and you know through even music, you can hear where they've been steering people's minds to try and, uh, you know, come away from God and kind of go to more of a I mean, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if they were hoping for this world government to be formed um, or for it to work way early on, or yeah. were they, did they know that it was actually going to happen right at this time, kind of, in their minds? Yeah. So the, they wanted it to happen when they first tried to get it established with, well, so beyond that, Jeff, for... Thousands of years there have been world governments or global empires. There was the Assyrians, the Sumerians, the Babylonians, the Grecians under Alexander the Great, the Medes and the Persians, there was the Roman Empire. They governed the entire known world during their era. Okay, well, the, go the world government that's being established now is another one in the long line of efforts to govern everybody on the planet. Well, right. and the Bible says there's going to be one in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. They, after World War I, they had the League of Nations. And because Woodrow Wilson could not bring his Congress... Back then, Jeff, now imagine this, they read the fine print of some of the things they were trying to get passed back then. The Congress did. And now I'm not even so sure they even look at it, but they read the fine print back then and they said, hold on a second, you're wanting this to go into the League of Nations but we're going to have to yield up so much of the United States sovereignty that we, we can't do that. And so because Woodrow Wilson could not bring his own government in with him, 
then he said, no, the United States can't be a part. And the League of Nations failed. Well, they didn't get it at that point. The, um, in after World War II, the second effort was the United Nations, and that has been in place ever since World War II in 1945, but they don't have the teeth or the enforcement methods that they want right now. They, they would love to have dictatorial powers, but they, they don't have that. Antonio Guterres, the current Secretary General of the United Nations, he's constantly talking about, I'm upset because the United Nations doesn't have the teeth that it should have. And there are people who do have teeth. He's talking about the United States, but he said they won't use it. Well, no, we're not going to use it because we're not a world governing body. And so uh, he wants dictatorial powers. What's going to happen, though, in the near future? The, uh, we teach a lesson called World War III, Entrance Ramp for the Antichrist. Right. A after World War II, they or after World War I, they knew if they ever did this again, that we've got to have the United States involved or we'll never have a world government. Well, there were people that believed in a world government long before World War II ever happened. Well, when World War II kicked off, the United States was dragging her feet getting involved. And they thought, well, we've got to have the United States involved in this. So Pearl Harbor happened. Once Pearl Harbor happened, okay, now you woke up the giant. We're going to war in Europe. We're going to war in the Pacific campaign with the Japanese. And we, we were victorious in both efforts. And, but on the heels of that, the United States signed on to the United Nations. And now, but because we were the principal driver behind that, and now we're, we're coming to the point where that the crisis wasn't bad enough for the United, Nation, the United States and all the nations of the world to just throw open their borders, and that's kind of what's going on now here in the United States, but to, right. to, to dissolve their borders and yield up their armies and their governments and everything, totally yield up their sovereignty to a world governing body. On the heels of World War III, according to Bible prophecy, it looks like that is the exact thing that will happen. We'll move off into a fully functioning world governing body, except for a few nations, and uh, that's how it will be ran until the second coming of Jesus Christ. That world government ran by the Antichrist will be ruled all the way to the second coming, and that's when the Lord's going to come back and say, I'm done with this. Do, right. Tear down the governments of men and establish His kingdom here on the earth. That's where we're at. Right. Uh, did you think that they thought it was going to happen later, uh, like, you know, at kind of around this time? Were they, did they think that it was going to be a slow process, or did they, uh, were they hoping for it to be, you know, more immediate, you know, like no, back you, in the 60s? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely. There have been leaders uh, in the United States, the Rockefellers and all these people. There have been leaders in our government that wanted it to happen all the way back then. But it's, they haven't been able to get the American population to buy into it and, and other people around the world. There are people kicking against this, um, not just the United States. Israel does. Uh, even though we're, we're members of the United Nations, we still have kicked against, because we do have some conservatives here in the United States that do, do not want to yield our sovereignty to this world governing body. We, we have many. Joe Biden would love for us to and many in his government. Because you realize early on, um, Jeff, that the uh, Communist Party USA was established in 1919 here in the United States. And the Demo right. there, there was a uh, socialistic party 
established, I think, back in 1906. So they have been grooming communists and socialists to hold government positions for years. Look at um, President Obama. He was put in office by communistic influence. You understand mm -hmm. what's going on here? So they tried for years to do this, but there are many. We have a constitution. We have laws that are protecting us against some things, and that's why they're trying to make the constitution out to just be a paper airplane because it, it limits what the government can do. But they're, some people are saying, oh, that's an old outdated document. We're not going to pay any attention to that. And so they're trying to go around it with executive orders and all these other things to trying to push agendas here in the United States. Thank God that we have some conservative individuals and through much prayer even that we have resisted a lot of that. But I'm telling you, it's coming around us like octopus tentacles and there are people trying to push us away. Different governors protecting the states from this encroachment of world government and socialism and communism in the United States. And so, yeah, they wanted it to happen early on. But I'm telling you, you know when they say never waste a good crisis? When World War III hits, in the mind of the international community, after every the previous two world wars, their, their solution was world government. Well, then, now that when World War III is coming, on the heels of that, we'll move into a fully functioning world governing body. Well, people, there will be nations that will yield up their armies to the UN under their dictatorial reign. And it's going to be totalitarianism globally, except for the few nations that the Bible says the Antichrist will be fighting. Uh, people will be resisting him all the way to the end. But most of the world's going to just yield up their sovereignty. And that's going to be the world government that is in power at the time of the second coming. I agree. Yeah. Hey, uh, just one quick. Uh, I, I just got one thing quick to add, real quick. I, I, I'm I gonna. Go. You're gonna have to go really, really quick. I got a full bank of callers here. Okay. Um, now I know a guy that works at, uh, used to work at a bank, and uh, he did say that they are really trying to uh, push that central digital currency system. Yeah. But just like you said before on one of your shows, they can't get people to stop using cash. Right. And so it's a. It was a thumbs up. So. Yeah. Um, so it was a confirmation. So. I, amen. I just hope that they don't do like India. India came in um, one night and said, we're, we're going to eliminate all this cash. And they were trying to push people onto a digital society. People found out that they had no, their cash that they had stashed under their bed and everything was worthless in one night. India did that to get them onto that Adhar system and everything. It was crazy. So hopefully they won't do that here in the United States. I don't believe they will. But I, there are people who would love to. So, uh, Jeff, I've got to let you go, my friend. God bless you. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying, everybody. Let's go to, um, oh, man. Let's go to Ann in Indiana. God bless Ann. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, thank you, Dave. Yes. Um, just a very quick question about the rapture. Yeah. I, it's my understanding that there will be believers that will make it all the way to the end without being killed. Yes. Um, at that time... Are, are those believers raptured alive in body? I'm just wondering what that looks like. Or is that like a, an instant death in order to be transformed? Or, or what do you understand happens there? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we'll start with um, 15. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15. The Bible says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. 
For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout of a trump, um, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. So the saints who have passed on, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, they're going to rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The Bible says at the time of the rapture that our body will, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, will be changed from mortal to immortal, and that's what will happen at this time. We'll be caught up to meet them in the air. We'll have the same kind of body that Jesus Christ had when He rose from the dead. And so this, this is spelled out in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 15 through 18, and then 1 Corinthians 15, um, where it talks about uh, we're going to be, we're gonna be um, changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Okay, yeah. um, because I was just thinking, because the Bible also says, I, I believe it says that um, it's appointed for every man to die once. So I didn't yes. know if that was like a form of a death or an instant transformation, yeah. death that happens in, in that transformation, or, or how that looks. It is, it is a pan, appointed unto mankind to die once. But we know that Enoch and Elijah, they mm -hmm. both were translated. And so they're not going to. And God is sovereign. He can do what He wants. So when you look at those scriptures, you got to make sure you tie all the verses that pertain to that topic into the conversation. And then you can say, okay, I get an overall picture here. It is appointed unto mankind once to die. But um, there will be people, the Bible also says, that who are alive and remain at the time of His second coming. So um, I hope that answered your question, Ann. Wow, man, I'm sorry, you guys. I didn't get to some of you. It, this, this hour goes so quick. Um, I, we'll get back to you next week. I, I do apologize. Y'all have a great weekend. Call in, sign up for the tour. We got so much going on here. I got a lot going next week. We're, you guys are going to be part of all of it. So God bless y'all, and we love you.